The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hey everyone, Matt Straub welcoming you to the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. This is your Week 13 Whip Around episode. We're going to be checking in with Ryan Knaus to hit a bunch of topics. Ryan uh, is going to be here. Ryan is coming to the show. And we are also going to talk with Steve Alexander, talk a little buy low, sell high with Steve. He writes that column on rotoworld.com. We're going to get things started with Ryan Knaus. Hello, Ryan. How are you? Hi, Matt. Hi. Um, I'm wondering, I, I was reading your column recently. Oh, thank and you. And it, it looks like you did accept Brandon Ingram for your Kawhi Leonard. I did. Do you did. have uh, reservations about that? Were you excited? I felt great about it at first. The first game I got from Ingram was like a 29.8 rebound, 11 assists, just extravaganza. His next game was really good for me. Um, then he had one bad one when they got blown out. And then he sat out with knee soreness. So yes. I I want to die a little bit. Um, a little bit of me has has died because Kawhi Leonard, you know, recently had a super a super uh, fluffy blurb about his you know getting his legs back and everything. And but no, I he, I think it's okay. He's still. I mean, Kawhi's already missed like eleven right. games. I right. The the knee injury with Ingram worries me a little bit. Yeah, they're fifteen and twenty six. Right. So. The, the good news is the bottom of the West is terrible. They're still just three and a half games out of the playoff picture, so I th- think that helps. But, man, if they keep losing games and he's got this sore knee that continues to nag him, it's a bit concerning. And he's a linchpin of two of my teams, I uh, so I need him to stay healthy. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I don't think there's any reason for panic, but I, I don't love it. I don't love it at all. But I, I think owners have no choice. I mean, you just kind of ride it out, hope that it's just minor soreness and go from there i still like the trade overall i mean considering that we know we know that Kawhi leonard is going to miss however many back-to-backs the clippers have left and i can't remember the exact number i don't know whether it's seven or eight or something like that that's whatever it is it's like the bare minimum that is what he's going to miss right yes so and he may miss more very easily so as far as ingram is concerned like yeah he sat out one a game with knee soreness he might sit out a couple more but he still has to sit out many more to even hit the number that Kawhi Leonard's going to hit. So I think it's okay. Yeah, I think it's I'm okay. with you. I mean, comparable value per game. And as you said, the DMPs will quickly mount for Kawhi. And God forbid he bruises his quad or something. He could miss right. a month. So, yeah. Right. So trust the process. <laughs> so speaking of, okay, here's another superstar with injury concerns. Last week, I basically said I would trade Kyrie Irving for any top 75 player. I remember that. that. That, that hot take hasn't really aged very well, given <laughs> given the fact that he came back on Sunday and was like nearly perfect. Shot 10 of 11 in 20 minutes. I mean, he looked awesome. Asterisk against the Hawks, but yes, carry on. Yes, very good. Um, but I, I still think I would trade him aggressively, right? I mean, he, he had a cortisone shot in his shoulder, which is just a temporary, like it's like a pain band-aid. It's allowing him to get back on the court, but it hasn't addressed the, the core issue of bursitis 
So yeah, how do you are you still are you higher on him now than you were last week? I would assume because he's sure, back in the court. Sure, and I was actually trying to trade for him. Jared Johnson put him on the block in the Roto World League, and I was trying to acquire him simply because I had lost Steph Curry in that league, and I needed someone with a path to top ten value because I really don't think you can win a league if you don't have that. So I was actually trying to trade for him. It doesn't mean I really am super high on him, if that makes sense. That was just a desperate situation. I got you. Just you know a, what I mean? A shot to get from middle of the pack to potential contender. Right. And I think like, if you have him, I do think you should be looking for you know, a window to casually shop him uh, in the next few weeks here while he is feeling good from that cortisone shot. Because like you said, I mean, there's still the, the problem is still there. And there's no reason to think he's good to go for the second half suddenly. Right. So. And this this is a, a situation where the Nets are in the playoff picture, quote unquote. They're number eight, probably going to stick around there. But it's not like they have, you know, champion aspirations without KD this year. So I'm extremely leery of uh, Kyrie. I'll just I'll end my take there. I tend to agree. But I also think it's a case where if you have Kyrie, I, like if you can trade him for something in the top 12, I think I would do that. Otherwise, I I think I think you're just stuck with him. You know what I mean? It, is that is that crazy? Because last week we were talking about trading for someone in the top fifty or top seventy-five. <laughs> I'd still I I might bump that up a little more now that he's back on the court and looking healthy because I think you know people have been reminded of his elite first-round upside. But I'd still I'd still flip him for a top thirty guy, maybe top forty. I'm I'm just very afraid of the shutdown. Interesting. So like uh, you would trade him for Kemba Walker, who's thirtieth overall yes. in, and kind of slumping lately, no question. Definitely. Kelly Oubre? Oh, okay. Yes. okay, you thought about it for a second there. <laughs> yeah, thought I had to think it. about that one. All right, all right. Kyrie or Bradley Beal? Yeah, I'll, I'll take Beal, even though he's also turning out to be an injury risk and obviously the shutdown with the Wizards. But, yeah, I'm just, I'm very low on Kyrie. I Last guess. name I'm going to ask you about, Kyrie or Zach Levine inside the top 40? Oh, uh, Levine. Okay, okay. So I was I've batted a batted a thousand on those questions. <laughs> um, so let's go elsewhere in New York. Okay. Uh, I want to I want to ask you about Mitchell Robinson. Oh God. Okay. We have to do this, huh? T- yeah. I mean, it has to be explored. Top fifteen guy. The final two months of twenty eighteen nineteen. Right. Why? What is happening? This is two coaches now who continue to bench him. In favor of Taj Gibson. Now I yeah. get okay. He's he's a foul machine. So maybe they're trying to protect him from himself by keeping him away from guys like Joel Embiid and Andre Drummond. And he did. You know, I mean, he had five thousand fifteen minutes on Sunday. It's still a problem. But we've seen what he can do when he's just unleashed. The Knicks are not a good team. What do they have to lose? Why are they containing yeah. him? And and do you expect like if you own Mitch Robinson, he's still solid. Like he's a mid round guy. But are you picturing him as an early round value and valuing him as such in terms of trades or are you consigning the fact that now he's just a mid-round guy no i have i have him in multiple leagues and i'm just i'm just hanging on and i'm just waiting basically he's been pretty horrible the last 10 days or so right yeah seven and a half points four boards one block just 21 minutes before that he had a stretch where looking at about 12, 13 games where he was at 13 points, eight boards, over a steal per game and nearly two blocks per game. 
So it wasn't that long ago that he was looking much better. He's hit a recent uh, slump. I think he's dealing with a little toe issue as well, isn't he? Did I make yeah, that up? He keeps popping up on no. He keeps popping up on the injury report with a sprained left big toe. I believe it is. Yeah, uh, but he hasn't missed any time because of it. So, so you know, I just think that it's another case where this is a case where the season on a bad team, the season is so long, and it, it does not take much for a young guy like this to turn it on. And as the season gets very silly, uh, you know, after the All Star break. I still have faith that Mitchell Robb can post just some enormous stat lines. So I'm not really treating him like a mid-round guy. I'm treating him like a guy who still has that top 25 upside. And therefore, I'm really not, I'm not like, I would not consider selling low on him in a trade. Oh, I'm, I'm happy to hear you say that because that that's also my impression of it. I think he'll get back there. I think as, as the season winds down, he'll start to, you know, you'll see him play 25, 30 minutes more often. But it's nice to hear someone else say it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't feel like you're living living in your own head you and feel just like, like you lost your mind. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Because I own him in multiple leagues, and I'm like, maybe I'm just delusional, and this is who he is now. But yeah, okay, very yeah. good, good. Um, and then some other player. I don't know how much time we have, but I uh, why don't I rapid fire some guys? Okay, do it. And ask you if you feel like they're must own or just kind of stream it. You know, just give me your your quick impressions. Okay. Them. So first, with Derek Favors out, we got Jalil Okafor and or Jackson Hayes. Who are you feeling there? Well, I know Okafor had the huge stat line on what night was that? Monday. But to me, the long-term guy is Hayes. And again, similar situation to Mitchell Robinson in a sense, because as the season just spirals down the commode for the Pelicans, I think Hayes probably gets a lot of chances in March and April during your fantasy playoffs. So like Hayes is a guy I would try to be very disciplined on. He's going to be frustrating, like he was frustrating on Monday night. If you can afford to keep him on your bench at the very least for a while, I would do it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Try to resist no, the temptation of dropping him. I think he's a, a phenomenal stash at the very worst who, who had some really big stat lines last week. Yeah, and I, th- I think Okafor is just a streaming guy. Yes. Um, especially because I- Ingram was out on Monday, so there was just a ton of offensive opportunities for him. He took advantage of them, but yeah, I'm not. I- I'm with you. I think Hayes easily the long-term guy. Yeah. And in that same vein, I'd put Christian Wood, who had a great game the other night, but he's also had some frustrating ones. And actually, Steve dropped him in a league just yesterday before his big game, and then t- and then I immediately put in a claim on him, and Steve texted me later and said, Oof, why did I cut wood? <laughs> and I said, that is that is unclear. <laughs> I don't know. Steve is very aggressive with the drops. And Steve plays the yeah. schedule too. Like yeah, he'll he'll drop guys if they have two games. He's just he's ruthless when it comes to that he stuff. He was bringing Marvin Bagley back from the IR and I guess gotcha. Wood was his worst player, which is you know, that's a good spot to be yeah. in. But but um I, I think the same thing what you said about Jackson Hayes. If you can be patient, just hold him. He's gonna have a big year, especially with Blake, you know, essentially done for the season. Yeah, and Drummond potentially on his way out of town. All right, so guys, are you are you holding them or no? Uh, Terrence Ross, must own or no? I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay, um, but he's been top sixty for the past couple of weeks. You're not you're not buying into his recent hot hot stretch here. I like Terrence Ross. I like Terrence Ross in general. Um, I I would call myself a Terrence Ross guy, but he's also just a points and threes guy. So. I don't, th- you know, I guess, True. I guess in two, a deeper, two, yeah. two steals a game over his past seven. That's really good. I don't think that is something yeah, he will sustain, but <laughs> right. uh, sure. I must own, I guess. That was too strong for you. Well, 
I don't know. In a shallow league, I think you could cut him potentially, or he could be on the okay. waiver wire. But but I do like Terrence Ross, and and he was what was he like a top one hundred guy last year? Yeah, and then got off to a really slow start this year. So yeah. he's been on the waiver wire almost everywhere. But I think uh, yeah, especially with, with Isaac out, I think that that's helped Ross a little bit. Oh yeah, that's a good point. So I, yeah, I like I like Ross as a second half guy. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, are you are you holding Nerlens Noel despite his? I think he's going on five maybe DMPs in a row now. I think, oh, wow. I think Noel is another case of if you can stash him beyond the deadline, I would. I mean, obviously you have to pick one guy to stash, right? You're not going to stash Christian Wood and Jackson Hayes and Nerlens Noel probably. (laughs) Exactly. But, again, if you're looking for a stash, yeah, with Steven Adams rumored to potentially be traded, I think until the trade deadline at least, I I see the logic for keeping him. Okay, I like that. I'm I'm with you because Noel is also helping you now. He's a top 100 guy in 17 minutes a game. He's helping you when he's when he's playing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Alfred Payton, any interest? Uh, I do have a little bit of interest in Alfred Payton. We had for our Monday episode, we had Brian Rosenworcel from the band Guster on the show with me and Steve. Oh, nice. I'm in a couple leagues with with Brian. Yeah, and he, (laughs) I said the name Alfred Payton to him and. Wow, he he is a, a very big fan of Alfred Payton. I think oh, he went. Really? I thought you were going to go the opposite direction. No, 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 no. I don't no. think I've ever met an avid Alfred Payton it, fan. It was wild. It was wild. I f- we have found one. Um, okay. So he's very high on Alfred, and he is Alfred is playing better lately. He's had a couple big games recently, and again, it's another case where the season is already a little ridiculous in New York. It's going to get even more ridiculous. So. If you told me Alfred Payton is triple doubling a bunch in March, I don't think that sounds crazy at all. Okay. I've been avoiding the Knicks point guard situation entirely. I think, you know, maybe Dennis Smith Jr. comes back and spoils Payton in the final months of the season because he's kind of more of an X-factor guy the Knicks want to air out and see see what he can bring. So, yeah, I'm I'm not as high on his second half, but I, I get it. I mean, he posted many triple doubles last year. That sort of sticks in people's minds when someone gets five straight triple doubles so yeah i mean i wouldn't say i'm explosively excited about him but i have added him in at least one league and i would i would add him in a deeper league if he popped up on the waiver wire okay i gotcha do you want another name or yeah yeah should we we wrap it up okay give me another one and then i got i got a, a thing or two to throw your way all right how about Norman Powell, do you think he's more of just a, we're going to use the, the term river, do you want to, yes. is, is he a river guy while Van Vliet is out, or is he more than that? Do you think rest of season he's a guy you're going to want to own? I'm just double checking what he did in his first game back on Scored Sunday. Scored 20 points, that's all I remember. Oh yeah, 20 <laughs> points, 4 assists, a steal on 4 threes Not in bad. 31 minutes. I was pretty high on Powell before the injury, and I was starting to, to convince myself that he might be carving out a bigger role regardless in that rotation. Um, mm-hmm. So to me, I think you have to you have to roster him and see what happens once they're at full strength, if that ever happens, because <laughs> this team has had a ton of injuries. So, yeah, yeah I, I think absolutely he's he's uh, was or is a good pickup right now. I, I think there's at least a path to season-long value for him. You know, he, he's playing so well, man, lately. I know. I've, I've had to, like, get over my own skepticism because I'm – I'm not used to seeing Norman Powell as like a must-own kind of guy. Yeah, but you're right. He's he's been fantastic, and I think at worst his role appears to be like a sixth man. Yeah. So the minutes should be there, 28 to 32 minutes a game. That's plenty for him. Yeah, I think exactly, and I think, or I think at the absolute worst, he's a guy who, when they have one injury, is going to have value, and at best, he's a guy who, when they're at full strength, is going to play enough to have value anyways. 
Yeah. All right. So there it is. So I'm I'm yeah, I'm a believer for the most part. I wanted to talk to you about a guy. I'm just gonna throw these numbers at you. For the last month, okay, he has been mm-hmm. right around top eighty overall, nearly twenty and a half points per game, five point six assists, zero point nine steals, one point one threes, excellent percentages. I think you know who I'm talking about, Ryan. We've talked about him before. Do you know who it is? It's your favorite it's it's your favorite point guard in the world. My, my favorite point guard in the world. You love this guy. You love I, him. Are you going to say Terry Rozier? No, I'm going to say Derrick Rose. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Derrick Rose is playing oh, really well. You did say terrific percentages. I don't know why I said Terry Rozier. Um Derrick, I just want to say to you Derrick Rose is playing really well. He's Okay. He's but he doesn't even exist for you, right? Uh, I mean, it's just a blind it, spot. It, yeah, it really is. Listen, this is years of training of despising Derrick Rose. It's I can't just shed it overnight, Matt. And if the best version of Derrick Rose is top 80, I'm really I can't get super behind that. If he's shooting 50% from the field and making every single free throw and having six assists per game, you're saying those a, like they're bad things though. Those no, are all good. No, they're things. good. I'm just saying that's his ceiling. And he's a 31-year-old veteran on a bad team. So there's a shutdown risk. If you know He's been a constant injury risk. I'm never going to trade for Derrick Rose. If he's on the waiver wire, I might stream him. Wow. Maybe even you know consider him a temporary... T- I, I just I don't buy it at all. Well, his the last, bloom is off the rose for me. His last five games, he is averaging 24.5 points per game, Ryan. So, all right, that's pretty impressive. You can just... <laughs> I'll give it to him. And no, he's hot. I'm happy for owners riding him, but yeah, ne- I will never be that one. That okay, person. all right. Well, uh, oh yeah, the last guy I want to ask you about, what do you think of... Uh, of Steph Curry, what do, what are your where do you land on this on this uh, situation? Huh, that's a tough one. I don't own him anywhere. I'll okay. start there. I, I get the the impulse to grab him. It's kind of like what you said about Kyrie. You need those elite talents to drive you to a championship. So if you can get him for cheap, or I mean, he's been on the wire in a couple leagues. He probably isn't anymore, uh, g- given that he's going to be reevaluated February first. But we saw the videos of him looking awesome in shootarounds. He he worked out for like an hour previous to a game recently. Didn't have a brace on his hand, so he's looking good, trending in the right direction. Obviously, the question is, do the Warriors have any incentive to play him in March and April? Right. I'm not so sure they do. Maybe they want to see how he operates alongside guys like Jordan Poole, Damian Lee, start to build some momentum for next season. So that could, you know, and obviously, it's not like they're going to run him into the ground. He hasn't played at all this season. Right. And can they actually, forget incentive, can they actually keep him off the court? It's not like Steph is is like a disgruntled guy who doesn't want to be there. True. He's probably dying to get out and play. So yeah, and they've got a glistening new arena. They want to exactly. sell, sell tickets. They want to you know keep the the Warriors mantle going. So there's some there's good reason to think that he could, especially if your league doesn't go into the bitter end of mid April. I, I kind of like him as like a, as a potential championship winning guy. You can add. So I traded him away in the Roto World League for Tomas Sedaransky a couple months ago, and I just yeah. traded back for him in that league. Did you? Yes, I did. I traded Kyle Lowry, Tobias Harris, and DeAndre Jordan for Kemba Walker, Brandon Clark, and Steph Curry. I loved that. I actually saw that in my inbox. I forgot that your team name was Roy Munson or something. Yes. Um, <laughs> I forgot that was you. Yes. That's me. But yeah, I, I like that that deal for you. I really do. 
I just that, but that's the same thing as me trying to get Kyrie. Like I, I don't have my best. I needed a, a guy who would be my best player. It's definitely a gamble, but I don't know. Yeah. I just think I think people are wildly split on Curry. I was I was talking with a few friends about it who were like, oh yeah, you might get ten games out of him. But I mean, I don't know. And then there's other people who think he's going to come back and play a bunch. So. You know. Worth a shot. Plus, you got Kemba, who's potentially top twenty guy, even though he's slumping a little bit. Yeah. And you got Brandon Clark, who I think the best is yet to come. He's he's kind of like Noel like, and then he's putting up, I think, top eighty value in twenty minutes a game or something. So yeah, Clark. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of upside there. Clark is. Do we talk about Clark in the vein of in the uh, conversation of late season? upside stashes in the in the Hayeswood no no he did not come up well but he's he's in even better shape than those guys in some sense because he's already playable right now and I mean one injury in Memphis or just them finally being like all right let's get rid of this ridiculous minutes cap and let him play 30 minutes a game uh and he's gonna go off so yeah I mean I love Brandon Clark his there's a, a writer for the Grizzlies I wish I could come up with his name right now but a great kind of beat writer and he's constantly citing efficiency stats from Clark, and he's putting up historic numbers for a rookie. Like, ridiculous. True, his true shooting is 64%. But, yeah, he, he's been incredible. Making almost 80% of his free throws. You love big men who don't hurt you there. Defensive stats could be better, but almost a block per game in yeah. 21 minutes. I'm not, you know, I'm not upset with that. They have the two. They have two of the ultimate guys who, if Memphis would just give them 30 minutes, they would be monsters. In DeAnthony Melton and Brandon Clark. Oh, Melton! Oh, wow. <laughs> sweet, sweet Melton. I'm so on board with the sweet Melton. <laughs> yeah, I wrote a blurb recently, and it was basically just like a a, a prolonged lament for why <laughs> why is he playing under 20 minutes a game? Dylan Brooks just will not go away. That's the fact. Dylan, Dylan yeah. Brooks is just is actually pretty decent for them. So. That's the problem. Yeah, they need the scoring, but yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, um, well, we're we're we didn't open the mailbag. We're closing up the uh, the conversation. Oh yeah, closing up the conversation. That'll work. Uh, all right. If you want to follow him on Twitter, it is at Canals underscore RW Ryan. Thank you so much as always. You got it, Matt. You know what time it is, everyone? Some weird indie music is playing on the loudspeakers. The closer is coming in out of the bullpen. Steve Alexander is here to finish off this episode. Steve, what did we decide your your walk-in song was as a closer? Did uh, you, you said something the other day, and no, I've forgotten it. Did I say "Front Words" by Pavement? Yeah, that sounds right. Which I did not go and listen to. No one knows that song. <laughs> All right, but you're here. I'm here. We're here to to close this thing out. Do you have any uh, any basketball-related thoughts why, to to bring to me here? You know, I uh, I wrote my buy low sell. Oh sure, let's get some buy low sell highs. Yeah, let's get some. But my buy low sell. I wrote my buy low sell high. I didn't buy my buy low sell high. No, no, no. I wrote it. Yes. Um, it's amazing that I can still write a sentence after all these years. But uh, and you know, one guy that I I spent some time talking about was Omari Spellman. Hey, because we spoke about him in our waiver wire podcast, and and I got. Called out on Twitter for not giving Omari Spellman any love at all. And I really didn't. I was like, no. Uh, <laughs> I went back and looked at the numbers. I, I have really been sleeping on Omari Spellman. Uh, I wrote him up. I hooked him up. I threw his numbers out there. They're good, man. I think his January averages are like 14 points, five boards, two assists, almost two steals, and 2.5 threes. He's shooting lights out. Now, mm-hmm. of course... 
because I did this uh, on Tuesday, and I also put him in my DFS lineups on Tuesday. Prior to their game on Tuesday. He's probably having a disaster on Tuesday night. We'll know by the time this airs how that went. But I'm guessing that I probably really jinxed him. As I said the other day, I'm quietly a little devastated about this whole Amari Spellman thing as a Hawks fan. I kind of think they blew it just in the sense that they, they sold very low, as we often do in our fantasy leagues. The Hawks did it in real life. They sold low on Amari Spellman. <laughs> Man, that's perfect. It, it, we're talking about buy low, so high. Yes. yes the we're Hawks talking about Amari. Low. The Hawks totally sold low on Amari. Yes, they did. Uh, what, were there any other names that jumped out at you in that particular column? Well, um, you know, I've, I'm having some issues right now with, with some of my Yahoo leagues because... And one of them, dude, I, I, I pulled Marvin Bagley off the injured list okay. yesterday. And it it won't let me put him in my lineup till like Friday or Saturday. What? Yeah, it's really weird. It's 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 this one league where the settings on it that I don't I don't run it, but the settings are, you know, if you pick a guy up, he he's not eligible for your lineup for like until the day after tomorrow or something and so that was weird. And then I, I had to cut somebody to get him off and I ended up dropping Christian Wood, and I feel really sick to my stomach about that now. Um, You know what's funny about this? You know what's funny about this? Sorry to interrupt you. Ryan Knauss was here before you on the podcast, and unprompted, he brought up the fact that you dropped Christian Wood. Well, I did that move, and then I sent Ryan a text, because Ryan and I talk about league settings and, and why Yahoo is so odd at times, and... I was like, what in the world, dude? It won't, it won't let me put him in my lineup till like Friday. And he's like, That's, that doesn't make any sense. He's like, who'd you cut? And I was like, Christian Wood. He's like, sweet. I just put in a waiver pickup for him. <laughs> like, oh, oh. And then, you know, I think the last Christian Wood thing I saw before all this went down was he had like four points on Thursday or Friday. He, was, he didn't do anything. And then Saturday, of course, when I check out, he blew up. And then Monday, he blew up. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, don't cut Christian Wood, kids. Well, and I guess whoever's running this Yahoo League for you is really averse to streaming. They do not want people adding and dropping guys and, and throwing them to their lineups. Apparently, it is a it is an anti-streaming league. Uh, pickups are supposed to be for pickups, but the whole pull a guy off the injured list, and then it's telling me like it, it's. Yeah, he was telling me, like, you you have an empty spot on your roster. And I'm like, okay. So then I tried to pick somebody up. I was like, no, you don't have an empty spot on your roster until Friday. And it's like, what is going on? So, You know, that anecdote also kind of perfectly sums up the Ryan Knauss experience. Super nice guy, but he's actually a shark and will will take you down if he has the opportunity. Uh, he does not mess around. He's He, <laughs> he wants to win that Red World Live League real bad. <laughs> Uh, so I had one other thought about that whole thing and now I've forgotten it and now we're going to move on. What else you got? (laughs) (laughs) Um, my man, Namanza Bielitsa went crazy on Monday night, career highs, threes. And to me, that's, that's probably your sign. Although he's, you know, the guy's held fantasy value all year, all year long, uh, mainly because Bagley, either Bagley or Rashawn Holmes is been hurt all year long uh at some point it has to catch up with bielitsa right but then again i don't know i don't know i don't know i would think so i expected it to 
He looks they, really good. They have not yet shown the willingness to give Bagley consistently huge minutes, but he really hasn't been healthy enough for them to kind of ramp him up. So who knows? I mean, I would think I would think Bielitsa is in theory a sell high, but I can't imagine you can get a lot for him in a trade, anyways. Yeah, I, I, it would probably take the right person to the right owner. Has to be a, a Bielitsa fan who's bitter that they missed him by two yeah. hours uh, in week two. Some of these guys, though, when we talk about them as buy lows or sell highs, it really wouldn't work in like a one-for-one trade. But if you put Bielitz into a multiplayer trade, and then the the you know the person you're offering to is kind of clicking around, looking at recent game logs, you're like, whoa, Bielitz has been hot lately. That's a nice piece of that trade. I think that's a different story. So that that's another way to sell high on a guy is to put him into a multiplayer trade. Uh, very much so. A lot of these, a lot of these guys, you're not gonna, are, don't have any standalone value. But if you package them, it, it right. turns everything around. And then uh, another guy that I wrote quite a bit about, and it's his entire team actually, is Zion Williamson, mm. who I've we are supposedly going to see in his next uh, in what Thursday? Thursday. And it's weird that I would call somebody a sell high who hasn't played a single game this season. <laughs> <laughs> but but you did there is some hype out there on zion right now and you know i'm of the belief that zion is going to come back play super limited minutes he's going to miss lots of games the the pelicans are terrible drew holiday I've, I've been worried about him all year man as we've talked about mm-hmm. uh, several times and, and zion's in the same boat i mean i don't know why he needs to come back and bust his butt and try to prove something for a team that's the 14th out of 15 seeds in the West right now. Sure. And I mean, yeah, I think you make an interesting point that maybe the trade window is actually open now that we know he has a return date. I also think, you know, if he comes back and, you know, breaks out like 18 points and and a bunch of dunks in his debut, that value is going to spike even more. So... You know, if you want to hunker down and wait another game or two, and he put, you know, if he has a couple explosive stat lines, then you'll even have a better chance. But I, yeah, I don't, I don't dislike that idea at all. Yeah, he could also come back in game one and, and sprain something and be done again. So this is also true. This um, is also true. A couple other guys, and we don't have to go into detail because I talk about Bradley Beal every single week. I, I just feel like he is a ticking time bomb. Derrick Rose played a season-high 37 minutes on Monday. Sure. That could be your sign there that <laughs> that party might be ending soon. And then some fun schedule facts. Uh, the Detroit Pistons go 4-4-4 four, four, four the next three weeks. Wow. Christian Wood. That's And you, you a schedule guy, cut Christian Wood. This is stunning. Yeah. Sekou Dumbuya, Dumbuya is a guy. Christian Wood's a guy. Shvi... Mihailik is a guy. Uh, there's actually Bruce Bruce Brown is a guy. Sure. All those guys. And then the Houston Rockets go 4-4-4. Four, four, four. Anybody else? Was there one more? No. Uh, those are the 4-4-4s. Four, four, four. So that's just some food for thought from a from a schedule guy. <laughs> I love it. Uh, all right. Are we uh, are we good? Have we, have we done our business here? Have we completed the business we came to complete? As far as I know. I mean, I didn't, I didn't hear how the rest... Uh, how the rest of the squad laid this down before you brought in the closer, but um, yeah, it was R- Ryan came in and just rain jump shots, and then well, this is I'm mixing sports. Shoot, <laughs> Ryan hit hit three ringing doubles into the gap, 
knocked in five, and then you came in and, and uh, shut it down. 5-3 victory. Uh, last note. Monday is Martin Luther King Day. Basketball all day long. I think there's five, six games at five, that start at 5 o'clock or something crazy wow. like that. Wow. Uh, so, so Monday, if you haven't done it yet and you love basketball, like as much as Stephen Curry likes basketball. He loves it. Then you should think about taking Monday off or at the very least calling in sick at the last minute. Yeah, and hopefully you have Monday off, I would say, as well. I'll just throw that out there. If you work for the post office, you might. Some people do. I think my wife does. Not very many. Really? Oh, wow. I don't think so. I think my wife does, for one. The only person I've asked so far has it off. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get, uh, when we're done with this, I'm going to put a poll on Twitter. We're going to find out. Okay. I love it. I love it. I'll, I'll fave it. <laughs> All right. Awesome. If you want to follow Steve on Twitter and respond to that poll, it is at Dr. A, Doctora. There's a, there's a, there's a K in there. There's a K in the middle of there's it. There's a K in there. It's Doctor with a K. Steve, thanks, man. Okay. See you. Thanks. All right, that does it for us on this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you might listen. Take a second to rate and review our show as well. We would appreciate that. Mike Gallagher will be back on Friday with his regular episode. We are back on Monday with the Waiver Wired podcast. Thanks to Ryan Knaus and Steve Alexander for joining me. Thanks to all of you for listening. We'll talk to you soon. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... The charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? Uh, hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed.